Hello and welcome to the Steve Poos Benson Podcast. I love it. It's a beautiful spring day in Colorado. I'm in my low-tech office in my basement of the house sitting here with my snowball microphone and my laptop curling up and coming to you for a podcast. You know, I'm really glad that you've taken the time to listen today. I have a message that is an important one for my life, and I'm hoping it's one for you as well. So pop in those earbuds, go for a walk, clean the house, watch, uh, wash the dog. <laughs> you could wash the dog, or you could wash the dishes, whatever. God. Sometimes I love about these podcasts is I don't even know what's going to come out of my mouth half the time. These things are so unscripted. I mean, I have a general idea of where I want to go, but uh, sometimes I open my mouth and I have no idea. But here we go. Here we go. Today, I want to talk about the arc of your life. The arc, the, the like a rainbow, like an arrow flying through the air, the arc of your life. And what do you do when the arc of your life has been interrupted, broken, and maybe even destroyed? What do you do when this happens? I was listening to a podcast this past week on uh, Dream Big. It was called the Dream Big Podcast. And it was dealing with a similar idea, and it spent my wheels turning. I decided to go in a completely different direction than they went, but that's always a good idea. Uh, if you want a good podcast, the Dream Big Podcast is a good one to listen to. But let's talk about an arc. I believe that when we were created, when you were created, you were nothing but cosmic goo. God took this cosmic goo and imbued it with gifts and sent you into the world like a divine archer. I talk about this a lot in my book, Sent to Soar. If you haven't read the book, I encourage you to read it. Um, I know it's kind of a shameless plug, but this book is a strong reflection of everything I believe about how life works in so many ways. It's my summa that I keep on returning to. Uh, But let's keep going. God has imbued you, your goo, with gifts and skills. Then God is like a divine archer, and we are the arrow. After God has filled us with gifts and skills and abilities, God launches us into the world like the flight of an arrow. There is an arc for our lives, an intention. That arc I call a bias. God has a divine bias for our lives that was God's intentional purpose when God gave us those gifts and skills and abilities in the first place. But it's an arc, like an arrow has an arc. Our lives have an arc. It comes from God and God's intention in our lives. But the key is the term bias. God has a bias for that arc. It's not that God has a definite set in stone plan for our lives, but there is indeed a bias. I like to use myself as as an example. I have certain gifts that God has given to me that has been present ever since I was a kid. I can talk, preach, teach, counsel people, and lead. God's bias was that I would use these gifts to fulfill that divine bias. I found ministry, or it's more that ministry found me, and the arc of my life has never looked back. But I've also was given a free choice at any point during my life. I could have chosen to fulfill something else. I could have tried to get into plumbing and become a tradesman, pharmaceutical sales, and business, believe it or not. 
all of which have been interesting, and believe it or not, at some point, each of those were options at one point in my life or another, but they were not a reflection of that bias. I would have made a, well, a decent plumber. I still would have flooded out a few homes. I could have sold things. I love to sell things, but none of those things are the arc that God had set for my life. So God pulls back the arrow of our lives and sets an arc and releases it. What happens next is what I called a stochastic process. The stochastic is from the Greek word stokos, which means aiming or guessing. The arrow is sent into the world, and it's a stochastic process. There is an initial aim, but where it goes is basically anybody's guess because the arrow interacts with all different types of things from the environment. From the moment of our conception, there is a stochastic process as the embryo engages with a mother who's either loving and caring or an alcoholic and crack addict filling the little baby with drugs. There are choices that the mother makes that affect the embryo. There is an environment that the embryo has to engage the beginning of a stochastic process, the beginning of the arc of that arrow. And then the baby could be born into a home uh, somewhere where there is some affluence and stability, or it could be born into a refugee camp in the third world. In each circumstance, that arc of that human being will have to confront and deal with an environment where there is a myriad of choices. There is a myriad of outcomes. There is the intended arc, but then there are circumstances that the arc encounters. That's the stochastic process. The human being grows and matures. Hopefully there's education, teachers, then employment. Hopefully the intended arc of God is being realized. But really... Life is a random amount of possibilities. It's stochastic as you have to choose to interact with all of the variables that occur in your life. You have your divine arc. You have your gifts. Then you have to choose, choose, choose. Let me give you another example of this stochastic process on an arc. Let me switch gears and kind of a stupid example, but it's one I came up with. Let's say it's your summer vacation time and you're heading to Yellowstone to see the bears. You pack the kids in the minivan, you load up the cooler, throw the dog in, and off you go. You navigate through Denver traffic or whatever city you're in. I'm going to assume that you're in Denver and off you go heading north. I'm going to assume that you're going on I-25 towards Casper, Wyoming until you cut west at Casper. Things are going smoothly until 50 miles south of Casper. Steam billows out from under the lid of your car and you break your radiator. Son of a... I hate these things. Everything is going great until something like a radiator breaks. So you get out your cell phone, you call a tow truck, they drag you into Casper to a local dealer... The dealer says it's going to cost you $1,000 in two days to get it repaired because they have to order up a, uh, um, they have to order up uh, a, what did I say, broke, they, uh, a radiator. There we go, guys. I said, I never know what's going to come out of my mouth. They have to order a radiator up from Denver. So it's going to, it's going to take time. So what do you do? There was an arc for your life, an arc for your vacation that you had hoped would be an intention, but then something happens and it breaks it. And you can mope and simply be pissed at the bad luck, or you could be creative. 
So you decide for creativity. You break out the map and look around at your options. You see that just a few miles up ahead is Buffalo, Wyoming, and the gateway to the Bighorn Mountains. You've never seen the Bighorns, so you decide to rent a car, pile up the kids, throw in the dog, and head north. It's not Yellowstone, but the Bighorns are nothing to sneeze at. You have a great time. You head back to Casper and pick up your car to head back to Denver. The Bighorns were not what you intended, but you had to choose a new arc, and it worked. You had a vacation that everyone enjoyed. Now, that whole trip is what I'm trying to say about your life. The trip was a stochastic process. There was an arc for the vacation. You had an intention of going to Yellowstone. But as soon as you left your driveway, you were involved in a process where you had to engage the environment. Driving through rush hour is a huge process of choice after choice after choice. And then when your, dry, your radiator blows on I-25, it's like this huge accident that comes roaring into your life that sits you down and seemingly destroys the arc. Now, here comes a big choice. Your arc has been broken. Do you sit and bemoan what has happened to you? Or do you get creative? I think it's so important to realize that when that arc has been broken and you're sitting on the curb of your life, that you have choices You still have options. Can you be creative and choose something new that will put your life on a different arc? You know, a real inspiration for me are the people at Craig Hospital here in Denver. Their whole mission is to deal with people who've had spinal cord injuries or brain trauma. Talk about accidents that thwart the flight of a person's arrow. Talk about a crazy stochastic process. But once in Craig, the client is worked with and worked with. They are empowered and given new skills. The more healing that is done, the more the client sees that their life is not over, that they still have choices to be made about their life and their destiny. Craig Hospital is a beautiful example of people working in the midst of a stochastic process. People have an arc for their lives. It's been interrupted, if not flattened, but through work and choices, they realize a new arc. So now I want you to think, where has the arc of your life been interrupted by some type of crazy stochastic process? In other words, from the moment of your life, God has launched you like an arrow into the cosmos. There was that arc. God has a dream for your life. Not necessarily one dream, but dreams. God doesn't have a set plan for your life. God has plans for your life. That arc is going, that arrow is going, then something happens and interrupts it. And that arrow has been flattened on the road. Now, what do you do? For me, you know, this pandemic that we're living in is a perfect example. The world was humming along not less than four months ago. The arc of the world was flying. Then like a tiny seed, a tiny seed, this virus was introduced into the world and like a computer virus. It swam through humanity until we stand, sit here now, locked in our homes, wondering what we're going to do next. I mean, people have been laid off, they've been furloughed, worse, they've gotten the virus, they've been quarantined, and they've either gotten well or they've died. You know, 
Nothing less than a few weeks ago, we were told that it was only older people that had some type of underlying health issues that died. In other words, like we could kind of push it off on the elderly and the sick, but we're going to be okay. But now, we're hearing that young, healthy people have gotten the virus and have died. You know, suddenly it becomes really real to us. It could happen to us. It's all so random that it's frightening. There it is. It's a stochastic process. It's random. It can be frightening. You're going one way with your life. You go on that arc in one direction. All of a sudden, bam, something happens. And what do you do? The arc of the globe has been interrupted. You know, but it's just not the coronavirus. You know, it could also be that you've had a car wreck, a different type of illness, a divorce. The list goes on and on of the things that have interrupted the arc. But when the arc is interrupted and you're sitting on the curb of your life, you have to ask yourself, and this is huge for me, you have to ask, okay, now what am I going to do? What choices am I going to make? Sitting in quarantine, you still have to ask, okay, now what I'm going to do, what's my choice, how am I going to continue to live? Now, I think it's important to realize that when the arc of our arrow has been interrupted in some way, shape, or form, it's been flattened on the ground, either because of a pandemic or because of some type of accident, a divorce, an illness of some kind, I think it's really important to know that we have to grieve. I mean, we have to cry, we have to rant, we have to discuss, we have to kick the dirt. You know, there's so many good books to read about what to do when your life falls apart, because that's what it's like when you're, uh, when the arc is interrupted, your life falls apart. I think, you know, expressing pain and anger and resentment is so appropriate and is necessary to do. I mean, I think it's important that you have to go out and if you have to shake your fist at God, then go do it. God's big enough to to embrace it. But then you can't cry forever. You can't rant forever. I mean, I've seen people cry forever and rant forever and cuss forever and kick the dirt forever. And you know what happens? They become cynical, unhealthy people. They become stuck in their anger. The only way to get out of that usually is to get into counseling. And if you're stuck, then you need to get into counseling too. But at some point, you have to ask yourself, what else am I going to do? What can I do now? And what I want to encourage you to do is in that moment, ask yourself, what is God's bias for my life right here Right now, what does God want me to do? Since there was an ark for your life that was initially sent out, and now it's been broken or kicked to the curb, you have to ask, where is God's bias for me now? Those gifts that you have are still there. How can you use those gifts in such a way that it is a reflection of God's will for this moment of time and this moment of my life? And I think we have to be mindful that given any circumstances, God is active, God is present, God is involved. We have to be able to choose. We have to be able to use your free will to choose for God's will. You know, in the midst of this pandemic, We can't roll up in a ball and disappear into a closet. I mean, it's a temptation. It's overwhelming. It's so random. I mean, sometimes for 
for so many people, it's so random that they say, oh, well, what the hell? If I get it, I'm going to get it. And they go out and they do whatever they want. They go skiing. They, uh, I heard I heard this was crazy, that people were skiing, even though the, um, the resorts were closed down. They were packing up in the mountains, uh, lining the roadsides. They were not paying any attention to social, dis- social distancing. And they, were, they had dogs and people, and they were uh, climbing and skiing. I mean, it's nuts. I want to tell people, look, we're supposed to be sheltering in place. We want to stop the spread of this illness. I mean, I heard like beaches down in the in Florida were open for spring break and they were packed on the beaches. You know, this is how this virus spreads. We've got to get on top of this for our own self and realize we can't be so selfish and narcissistic. We have to sacrifice some things so we can get on top of this illness. We have to be sheltering in place. You have to ask yourself, what can I do to stop the spread of this illness? And you have to be responsible for sheltering in place. Now, okay, that was a rant. Where am I? Where am I? Okay, Uh, what is God's bias for me? Okay, you need to focus it down. Use this moment in your life to choose for something new. You know, even though you're sheltering in place, sitting in your basement like I do where my office is, you can still ask yourself the question, what does God want me to do now? I had a conversation today with someone who was laid off from their work because of the virus, and she said, in some ways, uh, this is a blessing. She's been bored with her work. It hasn't brought her any meaning, um, and she thought, you know, maybe as crazy as this is, this is a time to choose for something else. I said, I thought to myself, yeah, that's it. That's the stochastic process working in her life, and she's choosing for something new. The ark has been interrupted. She's sheltering in place. She doesn't have a job, but she still has gifts, skills, and abilities. She has to ask ask herself, what does God want her to do now? You have to ask yourself, what does God want me to do now? Just because the ark is broken doesn't mean the ark is finished. No, life continues on. This is why I never give up on my life. And I encourage you to do, to do the same. You know, I've had some hard times. I have my own issues. Um, I've been tempted at times to throw the towel in. But I have to realize that just because the ark might have been interrupted... It's not defeated. The ark has never been defeated. Even if you die, it's not been defeated because as a person of faith, I say, especially because we're getting close to Easter, that there is a resurrection. The chains of death have been broken. Resurrection is the final fulfillment of God's ark for our life. So even though we die, as Jesus said, yet shall we live. That's what I say as a person of faith. So even though that ark might be broken by death, that leads us to the ultimate fulfillment of our lives, and that is the resurrection. So I guess what I'm saying is, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, don't give up. Don't give up hope. Your arrow is still flying. You need to choose And you need to choose for a divine purpose in your life. And always remember that you've been sent to soar. God has sent you into the world to soar. God has given you these gifts, skills, and abilities so that you might ultimately be successful in your life. 
God wants you to be successful in your life. That's why you've been sent to soar, to be successful. Choose to be successful. Okay, that's what I have for you today. Thanks for joining me today on the Steve Poos Benson podcast. Uh, please look for my blog, Cowboy Jesus, on Blogspot and now on WordPresses as well. It's most easily found on my Facebook page and the Columbine United Church's Facebook page, in which, by the way, I'd like for you to visit and to like my personal page, Dr. Stephen Poos Benson. All right, I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. I hope your uh, walk has come to an end, the dishes are cleaned, or the house is cleaned, and you are ready to begin a new arc of your life. Take care. We'll see you.